mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Uh, if you are watching this video, uh, I probably look like a f- like fucking like abominable snowman next to you because I'm covered in like white pillows and blankets, and you just like you just <laughs> and petite I'm in the cold, corner. Or is it because you have on a dress and you don't want everybody to see uh-huh. your goodies? My goodies, my, my goodies. <laughs> and you if gotta you're listening, keep them in the jar. 
my, that's how that song goes oh i thought you just referred to my vagina as a jar and it reminded me of the time that i once i said uh i had a video of me like trying on like cheap bathing suits which got picked up on like like dirty reddit real fast and i was like i should do another one it was very flattering i was like so do you mute it if you're gonna masturbate because i'm like talking and i'm making a lot of funny jokes being like my vagina's hairy i'm like you muted it right like everyone's being like fapping i'm like without the sound um but uh one of the things that i yeah ooh, the wet one <laughs> one of the things that i like the realization that i had in that where i was like oh wow there's like so much room in this bathing suit bottom it's like a pocket and i was like i guess a body's just like a giant pocket <laughs> i was like what? yeah you're gonna put things in your body you're a pocket yeah, you're right isn't that weird that is weird yeah i was fully sober not high at all when i said that too oh my gosh. not even kidding Okay, I could see that happening yeah, though. Yeah, body is just a, isn't a, a body just pocket? a giant pocket? Gross. Um, well, guys, our guest today is the one, the only. Musty Monster. Hello. It's May. It's gonna May, be May. May. Oh, I was like, that's not <laughs> your name, May Lisa. No. Does anyone pronounce your name weird because you only have one S in it? No, but like if. The only person that pronounced it different, Kendall. No, was um, my Spanish guess, teacher one time. She called me Melisa, which is what it Melisa? is because that's what it is in Spanish, oh. and it's spelt that way. It's oh. just an accent over the e. Mm. So, like, yeah. Okay. One of my best friends' only... names is almost that. It's Marilisa. Hmm. I think it's a made-up name. I don't know. I should ask her. I feel like no. It's one's like name. Mary and Lisa put together. Yeah, but it's like M A R A. Yeah, it seems very southern, <laughs> very hippy dippy, <laughs> granola crunchy crunch. Gotcha. Um, she. I doubt she even fucking knows our podcast. <sighs> Misa, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> um. So, guys, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. I'm stoked for this one. Um, because I actually not that I don't listen to our podcast. But I don't listen to all of yeah. our podcasts because I was there. I like there's I no reason in. for you to. Yeah. Unless someone's like, oh, my God, this one was so funny. Or if yeah. someone like messages me on Instagram and I want to respond, they're like, oh, I really related to this. Or like, can you help me with this or whatever? Um, I ended up accidentally watching this entire fucking episode <laughs> because I wanted to get to the part where we the not the, 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 the last one that we did mm-hmm. because I wanted to get to the necking part. Yeah. And. We're so funny. We are so funny. And there's so much that got cut out of that, that we put it in In our bonus bonus episode. Somebody, did you see somebody messaged us on, um, in the don't blame me Instagram? Hold on. Did they try necking? No, 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 no. But they said something really funny. I was watching our own fucking pod. So I watched it on YouTube. It was funny. And that's why I sent you like a little clip of us, like that I cut out too. But it's like, it's even just like watching it on mute is funny. I was watching it at the gym on my bike. And it's like so funny because I'm watching myself and everyone in the gym can see that like this bitch is looking at a video of herself. (laughs) And I was like laughing out loud. It was so funny. So funny. Um, so hopefully we can live up to that episode. And if not, who cares guys, just go back and listen to that one and please watch, uh, listen to the bonus content. Yeah. So somebody, this is, you'll only get this if you listen to the bonus (laughs) content. It's like toward, it's like the end. So it says the snake story should have come with a warning. I'm scarred for life. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember how we got there. It was talking about weird. I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't seen the bonus. Someone put, mm mm-hmm. But so, but did someone message us about putting something in their vagina? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this. Okay. But cut the portion out. But left the snake in the bonus in the bonus episode. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yes, guys. Wow. 
Um, not that I'm like telling you guys to like not listen to this or watch this episode and go back and watch that. Just know if you came from, if you, you, are you excited because of that episode? Just know we're going to live up to it. We're going to, yeah, we're going to try we're our gonna best. We're going to get there. Also, I was on cold medicine, so I feel like oh my that God, yeah. And then what did you, you said something <laughs> that like was just like, you said one word early on in the podcast. I go, well, you sit. Yeah. Like, like family or something. I was like, yeah, me and my family. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, okay, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Um, If you guys are new here, hi. Welcome. welcome. What have you been doing? Yeah. What's but your I'm name? Gl- I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I also like want to just like have like, you know how like when you're out of town, you can have an email message that is like, hi, I'm away here. Mm-hmm. I want if anyone fucking DMs me or like comments something or says anything where it's like, I didn't know blank about you. Just be like, hi, you're receiving this message because clearly you don't listen to my fucking podcast. Go, please go listen to it. Yeah. Like, but we f- did grow. Wow, guys, that's a big army. What are we going to do? What do you take over the world? We have to we have to plot. Yeah, we're plotting. What are we going to plot? Oh, I mean, we we are we, got, we, got, we do have some good uh-huh. things that are coming yeah, soon. We do. The first people soon. that'll learn about it will be our bonus people. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitches will. Yeah. Um, All right. Ready to get in the I'm calls? hella ready. Hi, um, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Just want to start that off. And I am in a pickle here. Um, I'm 26 years old and I just need some advice on dealing with my boyfriend's brother who keeps nitpicking me. Um, Typically you would think like your spouse or your boyfriend would be nitpicking you, but I have the issue of his brother nitpicking me. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for five years. Um, We love each other. You know, I potentially see myself, you know, marrying him and, you know, I really want to get all get along with his family but his brother just always nitpicks everything I do like it's just really like things that are irrelevant and I don't understand why he does it I I I haven't confronted him and I've told my boyfriend about it and you know my boyfriend just told me that's how he is like he does it to me all the time but he stopped like you just have to like you know confront him make him feel dumb about it and I'm just I don't want to do that because I don't want it to be awkward between me and his brother because, you know, I love him and his family and I don't want it to be weird. So I just don't know how to confront him about it without being rude. And I guess he kind of has like an OCD problem. And I was reading into it, you know, people say that like someone who's like re- really like OCD, but like to control things. So I, I just don't know how to handle this with him without being too harsh. Please help me. Let me know what to do. Thank you. Bye. My brother-in-law is the same way. Yeah. Um, but that's just like once we became like it was like once we became closer, that was his way of showing that we were family. Yeah. It's like like in like a it wasn't like in a bad way. He just like that's just like how he talks. And mm-hmm. so like he used to be like on his best behavior around yeah. me. And then like once he was like in love with my sister and comfortable it was like now we're family so i'm gonna be what kind of nitpicky things it's it's like he, he like for example when i went home he was like this was a, like two years ago he was like your thighs have got really big <laughs> and he said it in a way that like wasn't like yeah you mean. know he's not trying to he wasn't mean but i was like yeah i know i put on a couple pounds but it was like and then he was like and then he changed he was like it actually looks good on you yeah but like he does like things like that but i can understand if it's not it's, reciprocated yeah it's not reciprocated because after that i was like your stomach got pretty yeah. good too yeah 
Because um, that's exactly what I was going to say is in the sense of like, uh, like n- some people just don't have um, as much of a filter. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who has, as I've been, therapists have told me I have OCD tendencies in the sense that like when I get really anxious or very depressed, like I get, I've got massive control issues, but like that's how I cope with things. Um, and so I am incredibly, I just, I have, as you, if you're listening to the podcast, I don't have a filter. Mm -hmm. Like I think about what I say, like as much as I possibly can, but especially when it's people that I am comfortable with and that I love and that know me, like, and I don't think that I need to like have that like live TV, like five second delay. I will just, I, I I will just kind of like say things or do things. And I think that I'm being helpful and mm-hmm. I'm not always. And that's one of the things I'm learning in therapy is the fact that I'm like, oh, it's raining. And I'm and like, I'm like, oh, Mats, you should put your like, it's raining, put your hood up. And he's like, oh no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, that shouldn't like, that's like a control thing, but it doesn't come from a bad place. Uh-huh. So I think the reason why that your uh, boyfriend is kind of reacting in a nonchalant way is because I think he like this, to, to bring it home to like the name of my book, you are not special in the way he's treating you. Like yeah. this isn't like a, there is no issue or problem here from his brother. He knows he doesn't need to be worried. That's why he's not like intervening or saying something. Um, I think you're, you're c- concerned about uh, making it awkward or hurting his feelings, which I understand because your boyfriend's saying like, oh, just like give him, make him feel stupid about it. Mm-hmm. There is kind of a safety net because that's his brother and like their family. So you can kind of push back a little bit more. So, uh, I would be really honest with your like your like your boyfriend and be like, I really like want to do that. I just feel like a little uncomfortable because he's not my brother and I mm-hmm. don't want that to become across weird. And even if like, could you like, can you I like if you are if you want him to talk to his brother or being like, can you give me some like tips to this? And I'd also say like, it, it know that it doesn't come from like, a bad place tune out as much of it as you can and once you start to realize like pay attention oh look he's doing it to like his mom he's doing it to his dad he's doing it to his brother he's doing it to all of these people and that's some, how he communicates yeah and some people just like it's it's just tends to be a little bit more straightforward and mm-hmm. blunt and if, if there's any teasing aspect of it like give him give him some give shit back. back like yeah. i think like you're not you've already got the go-ahead from your boyfriend that like he did that and that's fine. And I think if you want to like gauge with your boyfriend being like, so like, what should I say? Like mm-hmm. in that sort of way. Um, and at the end of the day, it's about, um, he's not intentionally hurting your feelings and your feelings are getting hurt. It's not your job to protect his feelings for telling him that he's hurting your feelings. So at the end of it, you need to say that, like, I've definitely been at the other side of it where like, people have been like, Hey, like that was just like, ah, that was like a little too straightforward. And I feel like a fucking idiot because that's not my goal. And I think I'm being helpful. And I also, I also like when people are like that to me, like Mm -hmm. that's what I enjoy. And we can get kind of caught up in the idea of being like treating other people, how you want to be treated. And I'm like, Oh wait, not everyone wants to be treated like me. And we don't have that same kind of like back and forth repertoire. So even if he feels a little, I don't think he's going to get angry at you. I think if anything, he'll feel a little bit embarrassed. And I, that's not the end of the world. And I think he, there's no way in hell he wants to hurt your feelings. And I'm sure he'd feel really sad if you just kept letting it go on. He's like, so I've been hurting your feelings for like five years and you never told me. Yeah. So I'm thinking like you guys have been together for five years. So he probably sees you as like his sister. And it's, it's just coming from 
I'm sure it's coming from a good place. And especially because he does it to his brother. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that he's doing it to you too. I always like, I was talking to Aislinn uh, about this where I, every guy that she's like ever had like a small crush on or like anything like that. I've just given so much shit and like kind of like lightweight hated. And I was like, whoa, what happens? Like if like, I like hate the guy or like, I like constantly give shit to the the guy you date. And she goes, if you don't give him shit, I'm going to be like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is super bad. Like, this is like not good because Mm -hmm. it's that comfortability that you feel like you can kind of like that they're going to, they're going to stick around. You're not going to, they're not going to like run away. Like you're a steady constant. Yeah. So yeah. If you feel comfortable, give shit back. Yeah. If you don't have a conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely before you do any of that, talk to your boyfriend about it and let him know that it hurts your feelings because mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like you're holding. She did tell her boyfriend. But she doesn't want to make it. She, her, she, when you kept stressing, I don't want to make anything awkward. I don't want to get anyone to get angry about me. I don't want you. 2019, the year of not downplaying how we feel. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're being pretty like upfront and honest with your boyfriend because that's he's going to be able to give you like the best like actual like in real time advice on that. And um, yeah. And if, if there are certain things that you can. Yeah. Maybe also just start to notice how he treats other people. And yeah. but yeah, I think you should. I personally personally think you should give him shit back if you don't feel comfortable tell him because it's clearly hurting your feelings which is valid as fuck Mm -hmm. and not a fair way to live especially when it's not when someone's unintentional like because that's also i feel awkward if i know someone's like not meaning to hurt my feelings but they are you gotta say it because they're never gonna fucking stop Mm -hmm. and especially if you're probably gonna marry this guy mm -hmm. too then yeah it's gonna keep it's gonna get even more worse yeah i would say if you don't say something now yeah it's, it's gonna build up resentment yeah. and it's gonna start being like you your feelings get hurt because of the nitpicking because he nitpicks and it might not even necessarily be what he's saying like it's just the fact that like it's he just keeps doing this thing mm-hmm. that like you have association with hurt feelings which is totally fair hi megan i am 23 and for the past month i just started dating someone new who is literally one of the best things I feel like that's ever happened to me um I have been out of relationships for like three years prior so I feel like I found a good egg but the problem is that he is a felon um basically this happened like a year before I ever came into the picture um and when going through kind of some mental health stuff um his family had called the police on him and Essentially, he punched a cop. Um, And obviously, that's not ideal. And he has a lot of regret. And he's, like, in a really good headspace now and, like, in therapy and on antidepressants and is literally um, one of the sweetest people that I've ever met. Um, But I guess my problem is, is that he is a felon. So currently, he is out of work and looking for a job. And obviously that's super difficult um, as well as I love to travel. And now I'm dating someone who currently can't leave the state um, while on probation for this crime a year ago. Um, So I guess I'm just looking for advice on how to get, how to like navigate this until um, the fall when he is off probation or if you have tips for career paths that don't mind someone who is a felon um i'm really happy in my career and i can tell that even though he like loves me and supports me it is difficult to see me um at 23 owning a house and loving my career when 
he's trying to figure things out. So yeah, I would love some advice on <laughs> dating a felon. Will you buy me a house? <laughs> I'm jealous of your life. Um, okay. First thing I would say, uh, I, not that I get worried when people like call in and say like, oh, I'm dating a felon as a huge advocate for mental health. Like that's, I listened to a great episode of my favorite murder and, uh, about, uh, a, I think it's called burn day was the episode or burn something. Um, burn day is the episode, but they did, uh, they talked about how there was just this one murder about this guy who was, um, had like had like a psychotic break and he became aware of it and ended up committing this like terrible, terrible, terrible crime. And, um, it's because like then they tested his brain and there was just all of these like issues, the chemical imbalances and all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, I think it's fantastic that he's in therapy. It's great that he's on antidepressants and like all of that. Like we all, we all go through, I think everybody deals with some sort of like mental health issue at some Mm -hmm. point in their life. And we all go through really bad points of that. And it, it bubbles up and it ends up in a circumstance. And for some people, it might be abusing drugs. It might be self-harm. It might be uh, committing a crime or anything like that. And it's incredibly uh, important. And I think great that he's getting the help and he's an active participant in that and that you're accepting of that and understanding and knowing all of that. So I think that's great. Um, I think for the travel thing, you got to swallow that and be like, you can't travel until then. And I think also go on trips with your friends. Yeah. And like go on domestic, like go, like go on. Like if you can go on a weekend getaway, if you're like allowed or anything like that, Mm -hmm. as hard as it is for um, you, it's so hard for him Mm -hmm. also because of like, there's like, there's so much shame regarding mental health in general. There's so much shame regarding depression and men and like being upfront with your emotions and toxic masculinity and all of that. So he's, I'm sure dealing with a lot. So anything that you feel like you're missing out on, like by proxy, he also feels that too. So any like empathy that you can have for him, because this wasn't, this wasn't like a lucid, clear decision that in like event that he yeah. was an active participant in. Like his mind decided to be like, Hey, fuck you. Like I'm a tab out and like not do the thing that I'm supposed to do. And I'm not going to produce these chemicals that make everything good. I'm going to fuck around. Um, and he was like the victim of that. So I think the more empathy you can have for him, the best, and you sound like you've got a great amount. So yeah. I think for like trips and stuff, yeah, go with your friends. Um, and when it comes to like him being like envious and jealous of where your life uh, is at, I have 100% been there with guys that I've dated. I have always dated guys that are older than me. And I was financially independent and dropped out of school at 19. Like I dated a bunch of guys who like got fired, didn't have jobs, were unemployed or like could like lived with seven roommates. And there I was and like my like really nice, like even any of the first apartments I had, like I always lived alone. I always Mm -hmm. had two bedrooms. Like I drove a nice car. Like I had like night, like I had like nice things and it, it can be, and we've talked on the podcast before, like it can be like a point of contention of wanting something that someone else has. I don't think you should validate those emotions by apologizing for everything that you have at all, because everyone takes their own journey to where they get. Yeah. And being jealous and envious is a normal feeling, but I just don't think you should validate it by telling, like by apologizing Mm -hmm. and like saying that you are sorry for what you have. You can be sorry for the instance that he got himself in and that, and just motivating him and being like, Mm -hmm. you know what? It's only like, we've only got this much time left. Like we can, we're going to plan a fucking amazing trip in the fall to celebrate like, like plan for those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't even say like, 
feeling sorry for the situation that he was in. I would say having empathy yeah, for it, yeah, but you don't right, have to right. feel sorry. For yeah, it. like it's like, and it's, it's something that happened. It's something that happened, and it's again like it's we don't like we are we're all like you're young. We're all like we ha- we don't know what's going to happen in our lives mm-hmm. and like what we're going to have to like go through and face. Like there are so many times in my life that I've been like, cool, got through the trenches. Now I'm great. I'm like, cool, fell back down the rabbit hole. Got to climb back out again. Like shit. Like we can never predict those sorts of things that happen. And some people get like a bad hand like over and over and over again. And then it's like coasting, but like it's comparing yourself. It's, it's never going to, um, yeah, it's never it's never going to uh, benefit anyone. Um, but I think planning a trip would be a great source of energy um, for you guys. And also because and even if you if you want to travel with your friends, for sure. But maybe if it becomes like, a, you know what, we're going to plan for this really cool trip. We're going to save money. I know he's unemployed now. We'll get to that. But like we're going to make this be something that's like really fun and really cool and something that he's like an active participant in planning with me. So it, with you, so it doesn't feel like he's going because just cause you want to travel and he can't contribute to any of it. Um, job wise. Mm-hmm. So I looked up, there's a, a website called help for felons.org. I was just going to be like, there's a bunch of websites. I know that. Yeah. And so there's jobs that felons can have welding mm-hmm. electricians, which electricians make like a lot of money. Yeah. I had one come to my house just to switch out the, like mm-hmm. the light switch thing. They were there for all of two minutes and it was $150. Dang. Yeah. Like that, that's a good job. Um, um, other type of technician jobs, carpenters, mm-hmm. oil fill jobs. Working in kitchens and yeah. restaurants. Wind ener- energy technicians, commercial truck drivers. Like there's, yeah. there's a whole list and I'll put this um, link in the show notes. Too. And what I'd say about that too is um, the, it's not even just places that, oh, these people, they, they they will employ felons and all of that. They regularly do. So chances are, if he has like any sort of like shame or embarrassment with it, he's going to be in a meeting with someone who's interviewing him who has hired mm-hmm. hundreds of other people in this they situation. They might be. Exactly. Like and felons, yeah. those, the places that, those are initiatives that focus on doing that. And it's rehabilitation programs. It's the same thing that, uh, that like, like jobs that hire um how there are organizations that focus on companies bettering themselves to hire more veterans. They also have those same initiatives for felons and people who are like newly released from jail and all of those different things. So it's, those are people who are like supportive and pioneers of uh, assuming those, uh, not assuming, uh, assimilating those people back into like society, into a way that they feel productive and it's like a safe space. It's not like you're the black sheep of that. So I think, if he know, if you guys don't, I mean, I'm saying that like, if you guys don't know a bunch of felons, but like if you didn't, yeah, that, that there's a community of people who are also going through the same thing that he is that I think would be actually really beneficial for him and very supportive in all of that. I think getting back into a routine and a job and all of that sort of stuff, it'll help him realize like how important he is and how valuable mm-hmm. he is and how his life is not defined by that like one moment in which like the chemicals in his brain were not regulated and like the decisions happened that he didn't really have any control over. Okay, guys, on to the next one. Hi, um, I'm 19 and I have kind of a crazy, I don't know, it's not crazy. It's just a, I'm, okay, listen, I'm very paranoid. Um, <laughs> I'm terrified that anytime I do anything sexual, like with my boyfriend, that I'm going to end up pregnant. 
And I don't even mean, like, have sex. I mean, like, if, like, we're doing oral or, like, dry home thing, literally anything. Like, I'm terrified that I'm going to get pregnant. Like, somehow his semen is going to come out of his, you know, his penis and, like, come into contact with my vagina. And in some weird freak coincidence, I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to be, like, you know, with child, and then my life is just going to be an absolute shit show because that is awful. Um, I'm 19. That's not happening right now for me. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I want to know, like, how to err on the side of caution and, like, be safe and have, like, a healthy amount of worry about that kind of thing so that, you know, we stay safe and stuff like that. But also, how do I stop being so paranoid because there's like a difference between being cautious and being paranoid and I just feel like every time we do something like that I'm freaking out until I get my period or if my period is a couple days late then I'm like still freaking out and anyway I don't know if this made sense I hope it did um yeah thank you so much if you end up answering this uh (laughs) I really appreciate it I love the show and I love you and um yeah bye thank you so much bye (laughs) The truth is you can get pregnant. Okay. You can, but the the possibilities are so, mm-hmm. so, 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 so low. You can give a hand job and if there's cum on your hand and then you touch yourself, you can get you could get pregnant yes. from it. If you are Yeah, that the, okay, the, yeah. in theory, one hundred percent true. Have I definitely like gone into those wormholes of like wondering like, holy shit, am I fucking pregnant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Um, first things first, you, you need to do some reading. I want you to do some reading. <laughs> I'm giving you homework. I just want you to do some reading on um, people who try to get pregnant. I have friends who it was incredibly easy for them to get pregnant. I have friends who it was incredibly hard. They had unprotected sex every single fucking like the entire time that they're ovulating. And like when you look into the reproductive aspects of it, of like your body is the mm-hmm. most, this is when your body is fertile. This is when the egg is it's releasing. This is when the yeah. implantation is. There is like, I'm not telling anyone to have unprotected sex. There is, you can have, unpro- there is a way to time your cycle mm-hmm. where you can have unprotected sex and you will not get pregnant yeah, because there's... your body is not, it's not, your body is not always ready to have a fucking baby. It's mm-hmm. like the door is locked and for a small window, the door is open being like, hey, if you want to come to the party, you're more than welcome to. But also like, I'm only going to keep the door open for a week and then I'm going to shut it. Right. Like there. So I think there's apps to track when that window uh, ooh, is. Is that um, here's mine. I have that app. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see. Yeah, let's look when. Oh, I switched my birth control time, though. So I don't oh. know when my, I'm ovulating anymore. But if you think about it in the sense that like if you watch like shows like Friends, like Monica and Chandler are trying to get pregnant, it's like, oh, you're ovulating and people are trying really hard to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's not all it's not as easy as we always think it is in that way. I'm not trying to tell you, like, don't be stressed about it, because I think I'm not worried about you having um, <laughs> not being safe. Like you're like, how do I have like yeah. how do I stay safe and not have an unhealthy? Ma- I don't think you're ever going to get to the point where you're being unsafe because like you are very stressed about any of this. Um we have this idea and as I've, I'm getting, not that I say I'm getting older, but as I've gotten older, like I have been more aware of the fact that mm-hmm. like I did, you do so much in your early life 
of sexual history life to like not get pregnant that I have, I have friends who struggled to get pregnant. I'm not trying to get pregnant. That's I'm not saying from that, but I have friends who struggled to get pregnant and their biggest thing is they were like, I tried so hard my entire life to not get pregnant Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize. So I think like, First things first, if you don't By have that, a, you're saying like taking birth control and then how you have to the, get off well, yeah, for to, years. Yeah. And like all of that, but or, yeah. or being like they were, I had friends who were off for well over a year and they were like doing everything right by the book, yeah. like having sex and they're obvi- all of those different things. And it took them a long time to get pregnant. And obviously because all those hormones. Yeah. Are still and I, I even had friends who like, have like had fr- like friends, parents who ended up having to do IVF and like mm-hmm. all of these different things. So I think first and foremost, um, you should be on birth control, whether, yeah. and if you're, if that's, your choice yeah if you but if if you if you want to if you want it like like to go over all the protection mm -hmm. things that you can do you can choose to do or not do birth control whether that's like an iud a patch a ring um or a pill i and he can he can wear a condom any Mm -hmm. of that i don't even you can wear a condom exactly and i think the thing that you should 100 percent do is go to a gynecologist and have a conversation with them and talk to them about it they're going to be able to give you like like settle any of your anxieties and then tell you like if you want to be extra neurotic this is how you can do it in a way that like isn't just making your life impossibly hard so like okay you said dry humping that that one's pretty much impossible he's gonna come in his pants yeah there's not gonna be any like all of it's gonna get absorbed in his pants that one no if you're giving a hand job don't touch yourself after go wash wash your hands hands. um oral if that that's a lot of transfer because it would be like he you would, going down going down on him he then comes, you'd have to he comes he doesn't clean anything up he doesn't and then clean, yeah like i don't know if you're suddenly thinking, gets like, hard if he, immediately if he kisses you you guys kiss and, and then, then he it goes gets down on, on his you. mouth and then he goes down on you like that's a lot that's, yeah or even like the idea that like he's gonna have come on his dick and then get hard again yeah. and then have sex with you I think in general, if you see come, clean it up. <laughs> like that should be like that first thing first. Um, and I think like a healthy, like want, wanting to be safe. I think, right. I think fear, I don't want to sound like an, an asshole and I'm really sorry if I do. I think fear comes from um, just a lack of knowledge about mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and people get afraid of things that they don't know and the unknown. Um, and as somebody like I was terrified of the gynecologist, I was terrified of endometriosis. I was terrified of all of these things. The more that I learned about them, the less I was scared of my own body. And the more I was like prepared and, uh, in tune and aware of things. And there's always going to be a worst case scenario. There's always going to be like a freak accident. There's always going to be someone's cousin's friend who got pregnant this way and all of that. And like, what? Like, yeah, I never even watched it, but what's, um, Um, Jane the Virgin. Like oh that was that's a completely different thing. But she what gets happened? like artificial. She get, yeah. She goes for a regular thing and she Gina. gets inseminated. Yeah. Or, or, is inseminated a word in itself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like you hear all of those things. Yeah. On Scrubs, he like they didn't really describe it, but yeah. they were like fooling around and like he came and they didn't actually have sex just got on her and she got pregnant i had a fear that i was pregnant um because there's this thing called like implantation bleeding where you if you when you get pregnant you can possibly bleed uh-huh. and i had started my fear i mean no i had started my birth control and i um i hadn't no i hadn't started my birth control yet and i never spot mm-hmm. and i started randomly spotting and i was like holy fucking shit am i pregnant and then i was talking to my best friend sydney and she was like well is there a chance you could be pregnant and i was like well i mean like if it was like this this and this and she was like and it was literally one of those things of me being like well i'd ha- it like 
no one came, no one, sorry, Mots, babe, I'm going to rat you out. We have sex. Like he didn't come inside me, like in that aspect of it. And Sydney and I was like, so it would have, and I, I literally had to come up with like, uh, like six to whatever degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, it would have been this, this. And she literally goes, that happened in a movie once. And I was like, like a documentary or fucking fiction. And she doesn't respond. And then she goes, oh, fiction. I was like, not fucking helpful, yeah. bitch. Like not fucking helpful. So I think like we, we tend to kind of, uh, yeah. So I think the more you can educate yourself on it, um, I did a, a lot of like research, especially when, uh, figuring out if I was like birth control to help regulate my endometriosis, like endometriosis and all of that. I did like a bunch of research, um, on, uh, like the reproductive system and all of that. I also have a like very rational and valid fear that my endometriosis is going to make me infertile. So I did a lot of research about those things and like, as like scary as all of that stuff is and to read it like the stupid, like knowledge is power thing, which is also like rich coming from me. Cause I like went to the guy in college for the first time. And like, once gave me shit on the podcast for like two years, um, I but, did, but it happened. And, 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 and like, I was excited when you finally went. And the more that you learn about it, I think like the way you're describing the things that you're afraid of, like in a freak way that this could happen. I think once you're going to see statistics and numbers and like actual, like, like doctor data driven information, it's going to kind of take away the whole, oh, but what if, what if, what if, when you're going to know, wow, that what if possibility is so incredibly, incredibly, incredibly small. And I also, I am 100% pro-choice and I am pro, then by pro-choice, I mean, I am pro people making the choices that they want. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone should make any choice that they don't want. I don't care what choice you make. The choice I might make might differ day to day if I was in that situation. Yeah. Like I don't even have a specific choice until unless that situation happened to me, but I want to be able to choose, um, know that regardless of like how you were brought up, uh, and like the belief system of everybody else around you too, I think educating yourself on, um, on that aspect of two of like, if you want to get into like that, what if, what if, what if, what if, and all of that, I think you need to know all of the options out there and really educate yourself and make, you don't have to like, pick a stance or pick a side or anything like that. But I think, um, Living in fear, I think, is also from a lot of the time women were taught to be feared of our own bodies mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be afraid of men and we're supposed to be afraid of our bodies and like afraid and they're gross and what we do and all of that stuff. And if you haven't had very open, honest conversations about your body, your reproductive health, uh, sex in general with people in your life who are older than you, um, I think like it totally sucks when that happens, but you should take it upon yourself to do a lot of research because it's so empowering and you're, it, 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 it's a very reassuring thing because also at 19, I was 100% like this. Like I was so afraid of getting pregnant, like terrified. Yeah. Did I make a lot of stupid decisions that like definitely could have gotten me pregnant? 100%. My fear, it didn't, it didn't, what I'm saying is my fear didn't necessarily protect me from that. If I had been more educated, I think I would have made a lot of smarter um, decisions, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to put a link to this article from ZocDoc. <gasps> Love um, Zocdoc. But it just says that um, sperm can live for four to five days in a warm, moist condition such as the vagina. However, once dried sperm will die. Wait. However, once dried sperm. Once dried sperm. Yes, you're mm -hmm. correct. However, once dried sperm will die within a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. So that maybe that makes you feel a little bit yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, I definitely thought I could get like I was like so afraid of getting pregnant from. A lot of certain things. Mm -hmm. And also, don't don't give your don't don't give his sperm that much credit. Like, come on. Yeah. You know? I mean it's young viral sperm. That's true. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can they can fight through a lot of wars. Yeah. Uh I did see a funny tweet though about like um like whatever like like I just like wish I could have a conversation with whatever sperm made it to me being like, I'm the one that survived. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. fuck you, bitch. Look at all the mental illnesses I have and all yeah. the dead I'm in. You wanted this life. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> that was a good tweet. Uh, but you're going to be fine. You won't get pregnant. Just be safe and be smart. Um, but you don't need to be paranoid because also high anxiety sex is not <laughs> sex. You know? True. Also, are you having penetrative sex? You Maybe. know? I don't know. She talks a lot about dry humping me too. and hand I mean, jobs. Not me too. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So that's why I want. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just wrap it up. Wrap it up. Don't let come near your vagina. Mm-hmm. And if it's in, if it's near your vagina, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Condom. But don't do two condoms. That doesn't make it work no. more. They will rip. They'll rub against each other. Then they and will rip. rip. And then you could definitely get pregnant 100%. after that. Spermicidal jelly too. <laughs> It smells so bad. No, I just, I, I, there, Aeson and I have talked about this. There, the only time jelly should be used is next to jam. I don't want spermicide jelly. I don't want meat jelly. I don't want any fucking word that in conjunction with jelly, unless it's next like, to jam or jelly. Some, some uh, lubes no, are. I don't want petroleum jelly. I don't but I'm want. I'm just saying like KY has jelly. No. Like it, sa- it says jelly in it. But you call it K, what would you call it? KY gel or KY what? I would just say K- KY. There you go. But I'm just I saying don't... it's still jelly. I just, why do we need to spend, I can see that it's gelatinous. Don't call <laughs> it jelly. Like it's so fucking, it's also just weird because about it's like. jelly beans? That's fine. Also because I think it's fine because it's jelly something else. <laughs> do you know? It's not a description of it. It's like, it's like jelly beans. It's not like bean jelly. Like that's fucking gross. <laughs> And also, like, it's also what happens, like, all the fucking time in childhood. And they're like, I'm going to sous vide some salmon and make um, a mint jelly. And I'm like, no. It does sound disgusting. fucking not. Like, no one wants, like, unless you're like, oh, I'll have, like, also, I don't even like, just call it, I don't even like jelly. Call it jam. Like, I know they're different, but, like. They are two different things. Jelly jam, and jam. jelly preserves. Oh, peanut butter and jelly is okay, then. Because it's the fucking food. Yeah, I just don't like, no. Okay. I found a lot of pet peeves I have. Okay, guys, we're going to go on a quick break, and we will be right back. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us you are listeners in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of 
getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let's go on to the next uh, call. Hi, Megan and Melissa and guests. I almost said my name, but you're going to bleep it out anyways, so what's the point? Um, I actually, the most recent episode that was just released, I forget who's on it, but I actually, like, played my call. I was a girl who was sleeping with the guy who, like, he and his girlfriend were on a break, and you thought you were really mean and that I would hate you. And that can never happen because I love you and, like, literally, like, nothing you could ever say or do. Oh, okay. So I'm not sleeping with a guy who, like, is on a break with his girlfriend anymore. I have this, like, on and off friend with benefits. And I'm talking really fast because I feel like the machine is going to cut me off because I have a lot to say. But it's fine. And he's, like, not a good person. Like, for example, he'll get really mad if, like, I, like, don't feel like giving, like, we're on the way, like, we were on the way to his place, and, like, he was, like, giving me head, and I was, like, I'm eating, and he was, like, super upset about it, and then also, like, later that same night, like, or that same day, he was, like, he, like, slapped my ass, like, really hard, like, to the point where it, like, brought, like, tears to my eyes, and I was, like, can you, like, please not do that, like, that hurt, and he's, like, like, relax, like, chill, whatever, he got, like, super upset, and then, like, I was crying, and he was, like, super annoyed, and being, like, you're, like, this such a big turnoff, like, it's not that serious, and I, like, tried to, like, pretend like I had an emergency, and, like, he, like, saw right through it or whatever, and, like, he'll do this weird thing where he, like, demands news of me, and he, like, before he'll, like, sleep with me, it's weird, he's not a good person, that's the point, um, so I know, like, I shouldn't be sleeping with him, but, like, 
the sex is so good. And I know that's, like, not a good reason. But, like, I have a very, very, like, high sex drive. Like, I am that girl who, like, go, like, 10, 12, 50 rounds with you. Like, no exaggeration. Like, no shit. Like, that is me. Like, I've got multiple vibrators. Like, I masturbate as much as I can in a college dorm with a roommate in my room. But, like, how do I, like, stop sleeping with him? Because he's a horrible person. But, like, the dick is amazing. And I'm definitely digmatized. Thanks. Bye. Love you. Melissa's gonna cut out when you gave me really nice compliments but I just want you to know it made me really happy um we gotta talk I don't want to therapize you and get all psychiatrists on you and all of that I think the reason why you are so into the sex with him is because he is so fucking mean to you that it is not that I'm saying that's a turn on for you because you're aware that it's bad, but this is like a gaslighting manipulation sort of thing. So he's treating you like shit. And then when he's being intimate with you, it's like the lowest of lows then to the highest of highs. So you're associating the sex with being so great because in contrast to how he treats you, this is like the ultimate I've been picked. I have his approval. He like that sort of aspect of it. I they think there's a 100% a psychological thing here. And I say that because no matter how high your sex drive is at all, if someone treats you so, so, so terribly and makes you feel really, really shitty, sex is so mental for women. And the fact that you are still able to get off and enjoy yourself when he treats you like that and out of sex, like sex aside out of that situation you can see that it's really bad. I think that um, if there wasn't some sort of like, I don't like that. There, I think there's a psychological reason why you're enjoying the sex. You shouldn't enjoy the sex with somebody who treats you that badly. Who's a fuck buddy? Like, not going to talk about like uh, like abusive relationships and things that end up something that starts some some way and ends up another way. And there are all these other emotional ties there. You don't have emotional ties with him. Like he's a fuck buddy who treats you really, really badly hitting you on the ass and not apologize. Like this is verbal abuse. That's physical that's abuse. Physical abuse. If that's not what you want, if that's not something you're into, then no. And no. he shouldn't be annoyed about that. No, I'm annoyed. I it's, it's, he's, I'm so glad that you're, not that I'm glad he's a fuck buddy. I mean, obviously I'm glad he's your fuck buddy and not your boyfriend. I'm also so glad that you are aware of like that you don't like these things, but like terminally like, he's, he that's abusive and he's also gaslighting you. Like he's treating you like shit, whether it's physically touching you or saying mean things to you and demanding sex from you. Again, those, that is abuse. Mm -hmm. He's doing that. And then your response is you're clearly and v valid upset and he's being like, why are you being so sensitive? You're being crazy. All of those things to then make you feel shitty and question your own sanity as someone who's been in relationships where I've been gaslit. Like it is an incredibly manipulative and confusing thing. And especially when all you end up doing is pissing. And I'm saying this from not, I'm not trying to like project your own experience from my experience when it's, when you're in a relationship with someone and everything you do, you do seems to piss them off and everything you do is wrong when they give you that approval and validation. And if that's through sex, that is the great, like... It makes everything worth it and it should not because it is not worth it. But that's how your mindset gets to be when someone treats you like shit and that's the only thing you can expect from them. No matter what they're annoyed, no matter what you've done something wrong, no matter what you're crying, he's yelling, you're apologizing, he's upset. Like then when you get an approval from that person, like 
it just fucks with you. Like it fully fucks with your spectrum of what's normal emotion, like with emotions and everything like that. And I think you, this isn't about the sex. I think it's, there's clearly some sort of other thing there. And I don't want to say like, you've got like unresolved issues or anything like that. But like, there's a reason as, as my therapist says, she's like, there's a reason why we make decisions and put ourselves in positions and that's either if we put ourselves in a position that we all we know we we put ourselves in a position knowing knowing that it is harming us usually it's because we're we f- either we feel like we deserve it or we are projecting from something that we've been in before and we're we get ourselves in these situations and people who are, have like fully dealt with whether it's trauma or have dealt with any sort of emotional issues don't put themselves in situations where they're going to be harmed and they know that it's going to happen that's and so i think for you if this wants if you want this to be like a fantastic sex positive thing masturbate like his dick is not like there's no dick so good that no. you have to put up with physical and mental abuse at, at all. Like, and it seems like just based on this call and another call that you made, the call you made before, and I know you called him before with another problem. Um, you're, you've said this many times, your pickers off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're, you're 19 years old. You're in college. There's so many other guys that are out there. You don't have to keep settling for these shitty guys. Well, you're it's you have to go out of your way to find this many shitty yeah. guys. Like there's common denominators with the people that you have been involved with. And they're all people who if you tell the story to somebody, they're going to be like, yeah, that's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. And that's a form and I want, I don't want to like put any like names. And I'd be like, that is, it, it can be a form of self-harm picking the like people yeah. who, you know, and relationships that, you know, whether that means that it's repeating something that you saw growing up, or if it's, um, uh, I mean, for me, 100%, like a self-esteem issue. That was like a huge thing for me. It's like, I was dating these guys who treated me like shit because like, I didn't think I did like, I didn't consciously think I I was completely unaware of it, but I consciously was like, I don't like myself. Like I'm going to be with a guy who validates that really negative part of me. And any guy who was like overly romantic and really sweet. Like when Moss and I first started dating, he was like really nice to me. I was like, ew, gross, weird. And he's like, why is that weird? And I was like, it just like makes me uncomfortable when you say nice things. And he was like, that shouldn't make you uncomfortable. Like the Mm -hmm. idea that that's the anomaly, like that's the one that's very far off and different. Um, And I think if it was about getting off, it wouldn't, there didn't, there doesn't need to be a guy attached to it. Like vibrators for sure. If you want, like, that's great. But having a high sex drive that having a high sex drive is not also conducive to having multiple partners or having one partner in general. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if that's where you're, where, where you're at of being like, I need to like, I, I need what I need. I need to get off. You don't need to involve other people in that because you are putting yourself in situations that are a dangerous. They're also mentally harmful. And you, I don't want you to put anyone. I don't want you to put anyone like at the, and the chance that like, there's another, like in the previous call, when you were hooking up with this guy who him and his girlfriend were on a break, like Mm -hmm. those are also the girlfriend is an unwilling participant in your sexual endeavors. Yeah. And I'm not, and at you're not responsible for everybody else, but it's at this point where if it's about like satiating your sex drive, that's your responsibility. And it's not like, yeah, it's nothing is ever worse being physically or verbally abused 
Um, and it's also just not worth, it's not about involving these other people in it. Like that's, that's not getting off. Doesn't, it doesn't like constitute to that Mm -hmm. in, because of the fact that you're this, you're, you're pickers off and it's not. And also, I don't know when you say friends with benefits, are you guys friends at all? Because this guy sounds like a shitty guy. And I don't know if this, this picker and the situation of surrounding yourself and getting in situations with people that really are not good for you or healthy for you and also can't give you like and treat you what in the way that you should be treated. I don't know if that also applies to your friendships, but I would do like a massive look at all of that. And I say this like out of love and because like I definitely, it took me like, I mean, it's taking me like therapy, but also like a long time to realize that like, the choices that I made in my life and I, that I was, I was like, my picker was off, but also I was putting myself in these situations and all of that because I didn't let myself recognize that like I was unhappy with myself and I was more comfortable with someone else being unhappy with me than me being unhappy with me. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm unhappy with me, that's all I have. That's the only person that I live with. That is like, that is me. And that is a much more daunting and much scary thought than having someone else vocalize and treat you in the way that you would treat yourself. Yeah. And it's an incredibly like dark and spirally thing to like think about. But I wish I had thought about that when I was younger. And I think I would have been in much healthier relationships and my patterns with relationships that I was in, like 100%, I was definitely somebody who uh, I would pick fights. Like I would pick fights mm-hmm. because like you'd want to get, like not that I, not I didn't consciously want to get yelled at, but like there are these certain things, whether it's how you're raised and how you see other people display love and affection and things like that. But um, there's just, there's just definitely something else here. And you're in college. I would really, um, if take advantage of like the mental health department at your college. Too, yeah. And have a very, like, you've been super honest and candid on the podcast, I think it's mm-hmm. great. And it also makes me really happy that, like, as tough love as we were the first time, you still want to call, like, back. And that makes me really happy because, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's, like, I want to be we're able. Helping. But, yeah. But we want to, um, we're not professionals, so we want to point yeah. you in the right direction of the professionals that can help with this. Yeah. It's hard when we think that um, we're making uh I don't know. It's it, it, there, there. There's like this twofold of like making empowered decisions about like your body and your sexuality and things like that. And then also realizing that sometimes those decisions aren't they're empowering as an idea, but they're not sometimes the intention behind them mm-hmm. that you're unconsciously doing isn't necessarily empowering. Um, and it's a hard thing to figure out. It's taken me like a really long time. But I think the the best thing that you can do is be really honest talking to um, a mental health uh, counselor at your school, the mm-hmm. same way you've been very honest with us and have that conversation with them. And I think if I, I, I think you're going to find that through talking to somebody and going through all of that, you're going to realize uh, you're going to be able to change the patterns of how you make decisions right. and you're going to be making better decisions and you're going to realize like the desires that you have and the needs that you need to be met you're going to be able to do a lot of that yourself and like you're not going to necessarily need someone else to fill specific um like 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 your dick appointment you don't yeah. necessarily like you know what i mean like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. hi megan i am 20 years old and i've been with my boyfriend for about two years our anniversary is next month um, 
and there's been something kind of eating away at me for the last year, and I have thought about calling in about it, and I just get too nervous every time because I feel like I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> but so uh, about a year ago, my boyfriend and I went to my old college um, that I transferred from to visit some of my friends and go out and party and whatever. And I got blackout drunk. Um, <laughs> it was like worse than I've ever been before. And I got up on this table, I started dancing with my friends, and all of a sudden, this random guy started smacking my ass. And I didn't notice because I was so drunk. And my boyfriend came over and pulled me down from the table and started yelling at me and saying he wanted to break up with me and, like, just kind of saying really terrible things. But he was also drunk, and we ended up getting in a really big fight about it. And, like, it was one of the worst nights of my life, honestly. And um, since then, we've gotten past it, kind of, but... At least once every couple months, he brings it up and says that it gives him nightmares and he has trust issues because of what happened. And I honestly didn't think that it was that big of a deal because I wasn't, like, trying to get any guys to touch me or anything. Like, it was literally just some random guy that came up and started smacking my ass. And I don't know what to do about it. I've told him multiple times, if he doesn't trust me, like, we need to break up because that's not a relationship that I want to be in and he says he does trust me and he doesn't want to break up and all this stuff and otherwise our relationship is really good and people always tell us like we're the you know perfect couple and everything but this is just something that I don't really know how to handle so if you have any advice please let me know it would be really appreciated um, I love you and your show and I hope you have a great day thank you I'm confused at your boyfriend. Me too. As somebody who is incredibly jealous um, and is like, I don't know. I'm not like, I wouldn't, I guess I'm pretty prone to holding grudges, but like. Yes, you are. Yeah. Not okay. pretty prone. You hold grudges. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> also, in my mind, I'm like, well, it's like not like holding a grudge if the person did something really bad. Like, it's just like a fact. No, that, like, that's holding a grudge. That's too. true. Okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Grudge. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I am. <laughs> I shouldn't deny it. Also, all of my friends were listening to this and be like, are you kidding? Kind of. Um, See, I called her out on this shit. Yeah, she does. This is what we're here for. <laughs> but I'd say, like, even as somebody who would be more along the lines of your boyfriend in the situation, I don't fully understand his stance. And I think the issue, the biggest issue here is the fact that you guys are both really drunk. Um, mm. So I think it's that she didn't tell the other guy to stop. But she was drunk and didn't even know who yeah. it like, in your, it could have been your boyfriend, mm -hmm. but I think the issue is, is like when there's an argument happens when two people are drunk. No two people are ever the exact same amount of drunk at the same right. time. So for him, he might have been a little more sober. It might have been like from the way that he, or he's drunk. He's so drunk that from the way he's looking, there's no way you couldn't know that this guy was behind you, and like mm -hmm. you couldn't see who it. Like there's no way that you wouldn't know who it is. That it's some random, and you're so drunk, you're just assuming it's him, or he's more sober and is looking and thinking that you are more so as sober as. He he is in all of that. 
Um, or he was really fucking drunk and like, doesn't really like, you know what, ha- like, you know, when you are like, if you've read it, like when you are really, really angry in your dream at someone, then you wake up and the whole next day mm-hmm. you're like, I'm fucking mad. Doesn't that happen to you a lot? Yeah, it does happen to me a lot. And I have to be like, Mons, I'm mad at you. And he's like, what did I do? And I'm like, there was a snake and you fed it. Uh, so, and he's like, that was a dream. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But like, there's it's something about like when you, you stuck t- it up, <laughs> you stuck it up my pussy. But like <laughs> when you're angry with someone, um, and you will you just wake up angry and you know you're mad about something and he was drunk so we might not necessarily remember everything but he was mad and so yeah. that emotion has like filled in the blanks of his memory or and he's created it, something worse that's what i was gonna say or it was worse like he yeah. saw it as something way worse yeah. than it was and i don't know if you guys have had like a very like open conversation about like if you like saying for you being like i'm telling you as like honestly like being 100% honest like I don't remember this is what I remember happening and if he remembers happening something different like if your stories don't add up I don't know if you just immediately the day after went into this fight and you're both like standing your ground defending your own actions um because I I think like I I agree that he definitely shouldn't have like talked to you that way and like been an asshole and I don't want to like give him like a pass because he was drunk but like alcohol fuels every argument it fuels Mm -hmm. every emotion if you're like a little sad you're gonna be fucking hysterically crying like it's it's a downer (laughs) like that's what happens and so I think like I think both of you probably just have like a really negative feeling and a very like hurt feeling about that because like he felt hurt because he assumed that you saw what was happening and you let it happen and you felt hurt because he thought that about you and that he yelled at you so you're both coming from these places of pride and hurt and I think if you both can be like it was a drunk night we both fucked up Mm -hmm. and like we're both hurting and neither of us want to hurt each other no one needs to be right no one wins if we're right either it's a situation that happened that neither of us enjoyed so let's both agree on that um and I think like I think the way he's using it right now of like oh he's over it and it's okay and it's fine like and he's just like bringing it up every so often it's a little manipulative it's definitely manipulative in the sense that like it's like (laughs) he's holding it above your head you don't even know what happened and you guys should be over it there are certain things that like instill trust issues and something that couples need to work through for like the rest of their relationship you getting your ass smacked by a guy that you just assumed was like your boyfriend or your friend or like you don't even remember what happened yeah just this idea like him using it as a like to manipulate you and like anything like that i think like if he's really like genuinely hurt by it, these ugh, just, I don't know, not to be a fucking asshole, but like the, that's what he has trust issues from like, bitch, yeah. like, come is, on. Like, is there something no, else going on? And that's what I want. Like, yeah. is, is there another issue that you guys are having mm-hmm. that he's using this? Is there something? And I say this, like, like I've been in relationships before where like when I would bring up issues, I'd have partners like bring up like the one thing that I did bad, like forever ago. And I'm like, do you not like it when I confront you with an issue that I'm having that you need to make sure that like I also feel shitty. So I don't know if like how you guys communicate with like your other issues and things like that. Um, but I would say um, I agree with you in the sense that like, if there is like, if, if you saying like, well, if you don't trust me, you shouldn't be in a relationship with me. I would say, which is the thing that I say to everybody now is be like, you know what? I really don't know what else I can do to make you feel like like trusted in the situation. It was also a very like bad night for me. I don't remember a lot. We've been over this before. It feels like we're beating a dead horse and we're unable to move on from this mm-hmm. on our own 
Would you feel, how about we start, how about we talk to a counselor who can help us figure this out? Because if he's not willing, if he's not willing, like if he doesn't want to break up and if he doesn't want to talk to somebody else about it, he just wants you to, like, he just wants you to feel bad every once in a while for no reason, because there's no productivity that comes from that. Like I'm a huge thing of like, you can't complain about things and you can't bring things up if you don't want to actively change them. Yeah. If you don't like him, ask him like, what, what do we need so we can get get past this? Because it's not, we can't go back in time. Mm -hmm. There's also both of us are at fault here in the situation. Like no one is right and no one is wrong. And we both were drunk and it was stupid. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that you don't need to apologize for any, like any of that. Like there's, there is no, uh, like you don't owe him like this thing that he was also a dick to you in that situation. So you need to be given tools to move past this. And if he's like, there's really nothing to do, then it's like, well, I don't want to live my entire life with once a month you bringing this up all over again. And then that needs to become the choice about breaking up is not in his hands. It needs to be in your hands because if he's not going to be able to move past this and like adapt and like grow better in a relationship, then like you need to be like, okay, I'm done because it's not going to change. Also, don't drink underage. Oh, how old is she? 20. Uh, Whoa, girl. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think you guys should have that conversation with him couples therapy also mm-hmm. the amount of times i've recommended couples therapy to people like whether it's people on dms or on the podcast and everyone's always like um i like usually it's you i'm just gonna be honest every single person has been like a heterosexual couple and it's always been the girl saying that and then be like oh my like husband or boyfriend won't i'm like that's really fucked up like yeah. that makes me so sad and that should also be an indicator of someone who like isn't invested in your well-being and your relationship's future well-being if they're like, no, I don't like you want to go to therapy like us as a couple to figure out like like to get better at communicating. No. <laughs> yeah. But there's also a lot of stigma that goes around um, therapy. And I know like we're we're in. No. Yeah. We're in a bubble. We're of, in a bubble a where where everyone talks yeah. about their mental health issues. Everyone mm-hmm. goes to therapy. But there is a lot of stigmatization. Yeah. In other parts of the country. And so, yeah, it's a toxic masculinity thing. But it yeah. just makes me. If there's any straight men listening to this and if you're par- or anyone, if like your partner, I'm guessing if they're straight and listening, they're listening to with their this, girlfriends. they're listening yeah. with their if, girlfriends. Like, if your partner at any point wants to like go to couples therapy, I think like that there's nothing, no love you can show greater to someone than like swallowing your pride and being like, you know what? We don't know everything. There's a reason why people go to college for this and go their masters and all mm-hmm. of this that I think that's like the greatest sign of love is someone who's like willing to do something like that. So I think it's a really great thing. And also I love, we've had a lot of people who've called in and said like there are significant others are going to therapy, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Pro therapy. Yeah. I wear it on a shirt. We do like the juicy couture sweatpants. It just says therapy on the, <laughs> on the ass. <laughs> that is ass therapy. <laughs> is it time for? Don't blame me. We're not going to blame you. Nope. Uh, other people might, but hey, not us. <laughs> We're the ones with the headphones and the microphones. Um, so uh, I feel like it's weird explaining it. Do you guys have explaining to you guys? Not most like, you know, um, but now we're going to uh, play one of your calls uh, with your own personal advice from a previous episode. And what episode is it? This is from the episode with L Mills. Okay. Um, so this is the original caller. Um, the original caller, she um, was having sex at her um, 
boyfriend's house and oh. the brother walked in oh on yeah and he got weird as fuck mm-hmm. and so this is someone calling in with similar experience everyone needs to have sex in cars if you're having <laughs> sex when parents are home have sex in a car have sex in a car have sex outside in a backyard in the park it, no because they no 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 you get arrested for that not if you get don't get caught yeah but they got caught in a fucking bed in a house i don't think they're gonna be like subtle <laughs> We're not gonna give them wide open spaces. <laughs> what do you mean we got caught having sex? I'm just standing in the middle of the woods naked. <laughs> oh no! Like of course we're gonna get fucking caught. Do people have um, sex at the beach? No, no actually, that's here, terrible. No, no, but think about this. If you have sex at the beach, experience. Yeah. Ha- that's, <laughs> I like that. That's fine. Have sex somewhere where there's no cell reception. So even if someone catches you. Then they can't call 911 immediately. Finish your stuff fast. And then by the time the person gets service, like 911, they're against having sex. So not only like now you're like like the ultimate voyeur because somebody's standing there waiting to get like (laughs) service (laughs) while you're getting service. You have to to walk away though. Oh, that's so funny. Just go on top of a cliff, like at the end of a hike, and everybody's like, I have to hike all the way fucking yeah. back down Runyon before right. I can call this in. That's a good idea. That's so funny. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm a longtime listener, and I just listened to the podcast with Elle Mills, where the caller was talking about how her boyfriend's brother walked in on them and made it really awkward. Um, I had a similar experience. I've been dating my boyfriend for a year and a half now, but at about, I think the six month mark, I was home from school and he's older and live with his parents still. And no one walked in on us, but we were really drunk one night and had sex in their basement and his parents heard us. Um, and we, he got a text message from his mom that night that said, like, just so you know, your dad is a light sleeper. And we thought that would be it. But then the next day, his dad talked to him about it and how we have to be quiet. Otherwise, I can't stay there anymore. Um, so I just wanted to let the caller know that I feel for them. Um, after that conversation, nothing else happened. It was a quick conversation with the dad. And then we obviously were a lot more quiet. Um, also, we weren't really as drunk. Um, so I just wanted to let the other caller know that it might take some time, but it'll get better. Um, I would avoid the conversation, honestly, unless the parents or the brother brought it up, um, just because I think confrontation is awkward, especially with something like that. But if it is brought up, just have a mature conversation, say it won't happen again, and go to your house more if you can. That's what I did. I tried to not go to his parents' house for a little while just to diffuse the tension, but everything's good now. I've been with him for another year. And we live together now, so it is possible to get through it. Um, and don't worry. It's awkward, but everyone has sex. Your parents probably know you're having sex. And, yeah, that's just my advice. It'll get better. Have a conversation if you want to, but I don't think it's totally necessary. Hope this helps. I think the difference here is that the other guy's parents didn't want them having, having sex, sex at all. And they somehow These, scammed their way into having, like, yeah, we sleep in a bed and we don't fuck. Yeah, and so your parents are okay if you're having, or yeah. his parents, your boyfriend's parents are okay if you have sex, mm-hmm. just as long as you're not loud. 
that's yeah. different that's so funny though yeah if i like when if i had kids I, that would be 100 percent a text i'd send if they're like just so you know light sleeper i would say light sleeper use protection yeah because <laughs> i would I'm just like ready leave to a be condom a with like a right little now. bow on it like yeah. on the pillows next time just be like here you go just like fully embarrass the shit mm-hmm. out of them um but yeah i mean i think like i don't know like we kind of get into these like the, the, these uh times when we're like ye, like i don't know like i don't even want to say yeah like young adults where it's like we're grown-ups we can do whatever we want okay i like wouldn't even like i feel weird if like my friend is sleeping over and mm-hmm. like Mats and i had sex in our own apartment like and like you get to this age where you just like you just like figure other people's comfort levels yeah. i am uncomfortable even if they're not uncomfortable i'm uncomfortable with the idea of making them uncomfortable mm-hmm. so i think it's uh there are craftier ways to like get around doing stuff like that again like the park cars <laughs> don't have sex in a park unless there's not cell reception <laughs> and then it takes them a very long time to report it uh, whoever sees you um but yeah you know like there there are like other ways i think like that you can like get yours without getting like mm-hmm. in trouble. Because also it's that kind of thing. Like you don't want to get in. It feels like so like <laughs> like childish to get in trouble when you're an adult. But in reality, like there's only so few things that you could do. But you're still under. Like you're still under like yeah. your parents' roof and stuff. Like they're like, okay, if we're letting you sleep in the same bed, can you just like not make it super obvious you're fucking? Mm-hmm. Like you've already scammed them into thinking that you're not having sex. Mm-hmm. But wow, I would. I mean. I, I think I would still die if someone told me that they, no, I mean, I wouldn't die if someone told me. I've had like friends be like, I married you. And I was like, Jerry, I don't care. But like the idea that like, an, like a grown up adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like I used to, I had a roommate and, um, and she would have her and her boyfriend would go at it all the time. Stop. And we had a, like the wall no. that my head was against was next to her bedroom. So I would hear them like I know what she sounds like when she's coming. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so like even just like she's like she she just like that was weird enough. Yeah. So I can't imagine like like even hearing my sister or something. I've yeah. never heard that. I just think that would be yeah awkward. I told you a story about how I was on a top bunk when. Mm-hmm. Yeah just swaying mm-hmm. and i was like i hate this <laughs> i'm on this right i'm like on the, i'm literally having sex with them mm-hmm. like i literally know everything it was yeah so 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 bad not fun at all um but yeah just also think about the sense of like you never want to like like listen to your roommate have sex or anything like yeah put yourself in that position would you like want any of that stuff yeah. but well guys moral of the story don't get pregnant mm-hmm use a condom mm-hmm. go to therapy have sex in parks yeah <laughs> also don't don't touch your vagina after yeah. you have wet cum on your hand but also i just dry, like the idea that there's just cum like you keep holding your hand like this like it's just your fingertips it's like that like, what, that like one serving of cum here you go like you're like working a diner okay like dick would you diner. rather this well you like come directly into my hand but you know what I mean it's never like a are you catching it I'm just trying to. It's it never ends up I in the know. fucking palm of your hand. That's what I'm saying. But it has like on my stomach. Like if I was yeah, and then if you're like yeah, and then you're like <laughs> like let me touch it and stick it in my vagina. Yeah. But if it's like up this way and it comes out, then it like goes over your hand. 
Oh, okay. That, yeah. That, that's valid. That's valid. If you're not, you're not getting a lot of air. Yeah. Not a lot of distance. It's up this way. Like, so it comes here. It goes. And then it goes and then it just, like a volcano. <laughs> Mount Vesuvius <laughs> erupting, dick eruption on your hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't, so if you come on your hand, if there's come anywhere, mm-hmm. don't put it on your hand and then stick your hand in your vagina. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on anything. Don't put it on an inanimate object and stick it in your vagina. If there's cum, clean the cum. Mm-hmm. Just have your hand like this. <laughs> Flex your bicep. You're Honestly, going guys, to the get a workout in it. Go to the bathroom. Just wipe your wash your hands. Mm-hmm. So, Turn the lights on when yeah, you're washing sure yourself in the bathroom water. too. Like if you like are cleaning yourself yeah. from like if it's like on your neck or yeah. something. Yeah, from <laughs> from necking. <laughs> yeah turn the lights on so you know where you're getting and hey yeah. enlist your partner to help also if you're like, it's a group effort also if you're with a guy who's immediately has like come on some part of your body and isn't like here let me help you and it's like you got this right and you're like <laughs> lying there naked just being like uh, i can't really move like that's a that's fucked up like they yeah. should be bringing you a warm wet washcloth yes and then still like wash your face or like mm-hmm. wash whatever you need to wash mm-hmm. you know if it, like if it's on your face like rub it in a little bit take, give, that, give yourself like, give a little Facial. <laughs> I feel like that's really yeah because then it'll dry and then you won't get pregnant because it's ah, dead perfect and then you can wash it off so true just let the cum dry don't move it's like a crime scene you're a dead body don't move until all the cum is dried no matter how many days it takes I'm and then and then and then you can clean it up then we're really not making fun of you. No, uh, it's just I've had I've been afraid too. One hundred percent. Again, I literally got afraid like a couple weeks ago, and both Ace Lance and me were like, "Well, in movies, sometimes girls get pregnant that way." And I was like, "Are you fucking?" But kidding it does me? happen in real life. Yeah, you just it just has to. It would have to be the perfect storm. Yeah, like I just looked at my ovulation calendar on May sixteenth. That would be the day. <laughs> the get day pregnant. that you would get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, stay inside. Close your legs and stay indoors. Don't let anyone know. This is the this day is they can the impregnate day. you. You're flashing neon sign. I am so fertile. I am so fertile. Oh, it's so funny. I wonder when I'm fertile. My whole cycle has changed because this fucking. Yeah, birth you can't. You don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, our links are in the uh, description and in the show notes. Is mm-hmm. that what we call them on yeah. the podcast? Yeah. So if you are listening to it, you can check it out there. That's and- Megan Rinks, in yeah. case you didn't know. I mean, her name's in the title. It's true. (laughs) I was like, I feel like if you can't tell us apart by now. Uh, But um, uh, if you guys, our socials will be listed down below. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Don't Blah Meme Pod. Um, You can send us DM. Don't Blah Meme Pod. Don't Blah Meme Pod. Yeah. Um, If you guys want to send us uh, messages there, if you like want to give us like a visual aid to... I don't know. Oh, we be careful no, no, with don't, that. Don't give me a dick. <laughs> be careful dick with that. No, in like a, it wouldn't apply for this one. But if you're like, ah, I don't know why it would apply. But like, if you want to like, I don't want to see cum. That's no, what I don't want to oh, see. Ew, you're right. I don't want to. I don't want to see cum either. If you guys want to uh, watch the video version, if you're listening to the audio version, go head over to YouTube. And if you um, are watching the video version and you are not subscribed to our podcast, what are you doing? Go subscribe. Do it. And so many of you have been asking, when are we getting on Spotify? We're on Spotify. We've been on so Spotify. We're also on Stitcher. And we're also on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. So mm-hmm. subscribe And Google there. Play. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one, too. Leave we're us everywhere. We're literally everywhere. When you go to sleep at night, we're there. When you wake up in the morning, we're there. Mm-hmm. 
and we're watching you. It's like, you know, like the creepy, like Santa. Still, like, it's like demons and Santa are the only people who are like constantly watching you. <laughs> people who hate you and Santa. Um, so, uh, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. If you want to leave us a voicemail for an upcoming episode, give us a call at 310 694 0976. And if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you are somebody who's been call- who called in for another episode and we've answered you, give you advice and anything like that, and you want to give us updates? Yeah, call us. Do we it. Love to hear updates. They're on the bonus app. Bonus app. Get it. It's a good time. Stitcher. We love it. It's fun. You can hear a lot more of us rambling, talking. Mm-hmm. You ever care about going? If we thought it was a little too risque for the main Which, show. FYI, it's remarkable <laughs> that there are things that are too risque for the main <laughs> yeah. show. But then we're like, but we're so funny, I and know. so then we do the bonus app mm-hmm. because we can't clean up our act. We just have to like put it behind a paywall yeah. being like well if, if you if you want the really dirty like weird crazy shit like you can have it you have to like make sure you're cool and you're yeah. not gonna like you know rat us out yeah or like like uh troll us in the comments exactly like if you're gonna like be a square like like fuck off like this is for people who like are also like weird and fucked up like us so yeah um it's a good time yeah uh so yeah we'll see you guys next week goodbye Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.